content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher indeed, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Villaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, and we are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jerry, how you doing? I am doing well, <laughs> Bernadette. Did you eat a good breakfast? What did you eat? Um, <laughs> I know it's lunchtime. Of, half a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't even say it. Are you one of those guys? You know, we, we've done, we've actually, uh, we joked about that on the on the air for years about guys and their cereal. Guys and their cereal. What, what, what about it? <laughs> Cheerios are good for you. It's heart healthy. I, uh, well, I don't know. Well, you know what? Uh, that's a great segue into inter- introducing our first guest because uh, she's very intelligent. <laughs> and I'm proud to have her back. So, Dr. Colreen Sharadari, what do you say to that? You're a medical doctor, a neurologist, a neuroscientist, and an internationally recognized expert in the ancient practice of Ayurvedic medicine. What do you say to that, Dr. Sharadari? Bernadette, I have a very <laughs> successful marriage, and I know not to get between guys and their cereal. <laughs> But but it's true, right? There's something about men and their cereal, right? I mean, it's crazy. I do love my cereal. My son too. My Lucky Charms. Wow. My wow. fruity pebbles. Your fruity pebbles. Yeah, I you think know. it's it's like comfort food for guys. Like women love dark chocolate or you know milk chocolate, and men go for their cereal. So we we both have our go to stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wonder if I start eating if I so if I start eating cereal in the morning, will I start thinking more like a man too? No. <laughs> more than a bowl of cereal. I don't know. I think you have to grow a few other organs as well. Oh, my gosh. Well, what a fun way to open the show. And it certainly changed my mood because I was very stressed out before we went live. So I'm now I'm laughing. That's good. So but uh, Well, you've got a great laugh. Oh, thank you. So do you, by the way. And it's, it's a pleasure to have you back. You haven't been on since June. But, uh, you know, I love this topic today, how to change your mood. But let me officially read the rest of your bio because you are... Uh, you are very accomplished. Uh, she earned her medical degree at Loma Linda University School of Medicine, completed her internship at the University of California, Los Angeles, that's UCLA, and neurology residency at the University of California, San Diego. Uh, Dr. Shottery is the author of The Prime, as well as Sound Medicine, and was a regular medical contributor for the Dr. Oz Show. Through her integrative approach, uh, Dr. Shottery teaches her patients about the connection between mind, body, and spirit, which impacts every aspect of health, both both physically and mentally. Her website is drkulreetshottery.com or on Twitter at Dr. Shottery, and that is spelled K-U-L-R-E-E-T-C-H-A-U-D-H-A-R-Y.com or on Twitter you at Dr. It. Shottery. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just we'll cut that out. <laughs> Post-production. Post-production, that's right. It happens when you're live. But you know what? I love being live on radio. I don't know how you feel about it, Dr. Dr. Shottery. How do you like being on on television, on radio live? You know, I like doing things live. I think it really makes you come into the moment Mm -hmm. and you get to connect with the team. And I think it also just shows people, like, your humanity. Like, you flub, you make mistakes, you know, and... I think it's kind of our 
mistakes and imperfections that makes us more relatable. So I, I like it. It's not overly mm-hmm. produced. So I think it's it's fun. Yeah, no, I like that. In the in the early years, we used to call it real radio because it's not overproduced, and I like that. I think everything's too pro- produced, right, and too processed. Um, but I love the way you, uh, you you're just so good at articulating your thoughts. You are so. You know, today we're talking about how to change your mood. So, how is mood linked to gut health, Dr. Shadery? Is this a new idea? So it's it's interesting that you asked if it's a new idea, because if you were practicing medicine today, um, you would say, yes, it's a new idea. We are just now doing all of this research and the connection between the gut microbiome and mood and brain health. And most neurologists and psychologists in today would go, wow, this is a real brave new world in medicine. But it turns out that thousands and thousands of years ago in the ancient medical science of Ayurveda, this was one of the core principles that gut and brain health are not only interlinked, but that the gut and brain actually function as one unit. So they were inseparable. You could not address the brain without addressing the gut, and you could not address the gut without also addressing the brain. Mm -hmm. So I always feel like we're in time loops that we just start proving what we knew from the past and the present, you know, and so we're kind of in one of those time loops of rediscovering something that we once knew long, long ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like Star Wars, long, yeah. long ago, <laughs> we knew that gut and brain were one. Yeah, no, uh, I, I love that. And, you know, um, and I'm reading from a, a, a segment that you did, uh, I think, on another podcast or something that, where you said that depression isn't a mind game, but very much a gut game. Yeah. And so I'll go back to when we opened the show. Isn't it important what you eat and how you start your day off, starting with breakfast? Wouldn't it be better to eat an avocado or something <laughs> packed with nutrition than a bowl of cereal with milk? Are we, are we trying to nail somebody here? Uh-huh. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm feeling just, particularly. Targeted no, no, right no, now. no. Yeah. I'm not targeting anybody. I would never do that. But I'm just well, speak for myself, for we'll my own it. knowledge. You know. Well, well, yeah. No, we'll bring it to a, a global, you know, a global perspective of it, so nobody feels uh, pointed at. Um, yeah, and you know, it's not that you don't address brain health. I want to make this really clear. It's not that we ignore the brain. It's just I know so many of my patients. They work so hard on trying to overcome like chronic depression, chronic anxiety, mm-hmm. or other mood disorders by just focusing on the brain. And the part that they're missing is actually focusing on the gut. So your food is a huge contributor because it changes the kind of bacteria and other microbiomes that live in your gut. And the, the type of bacteria that you have in your gut, they actually produce neurotransmitters. And so these are the signals that tell the brain what to think. So I know it's uncomfortable for people to think that your gut can actually dictate to the brain what to think, but it's it's true. We know this now. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about our foods, we're really choosing what kind of organisms do we want living in our gut. Now, from the Ayurvedic perspective, it's not so much do you eat cereal or do you eat avocado. From the Ayurvedic perspective, it's really about eating according to your body type. And in general, we don't recommend processed food. We do recommend as many whole foods because they have a better impact on gut and therefore the brain. But what you eat, you know, when you go beyond going shifting to a whole food, you know, diet, what you eat is also dependent on your body type because we're not Mm -hmm. all built the same. So if we're not built the same, why would we be fed the same? 
Okay, so so eat for your body type. So do you, uh, I, I want to talk about this, I really do. What determines your body type and what about your blood type? Because I'm, I'm, I'm very questioned, uh, I have a lot of questions, I should say, uh, about the blood type diet, which, you know, I've, I've ha- we've talked, we actually had the author on the show of that book about the blood type uh, several years ago, going back like seven or eight years ago. And I've had different doctors on the show reference it before. What is your, uh, what is your opinion or the, what does the science say about eating for your body type or your blood type? So blood type is only one aspect of your body type. So it's, it's, it's not that it's giving no information. It's just not giving the full information. Your body type really comes from your genetics, the impact of, you know, the environment, like when you were still in your mom's, you know, womb. So that intrauterine environment, that also determines it. And then, of course, how life interacts with your genes. So that's an entire science called epigenetics and it's how does the environment how does our experiences impact our genes and so when you put all of that together that influences you know what is your current balance or state of imbalance and so Mm -hmm. in ayurveda we call these three body types the doshas vata pitta and kapha and we recommend diet according to your individual body type. And so that takes into consideration, you know, much, much more than just your blood type. It takes into consideration several things. It takes into consideration physical things. It takes into consideration temperament, tendencies, responses to certain environmental aspects. So it's just, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with the blood type diet. It's just, it's a beginning step mm-hmm. to starting to see that we do have phenotypes, that we do have you know, a certain structure that does dictate the way we eat. We've just got to build it out further and we could either start from scratch and do it all over again, or we could look at how were they doing it thousands of years ago when they sorted this out and figured out that our genetics do determine our dietary needs. Hmm. Interesting. Last night I had Indian food for dinner. <laughs> just, yeah. so, did a, so did a few billion people in India. <laughs> I have to say it's so delicious. Uh, you know, uh, I uh, I cheated, and I, I typically go to this one restaurant here in Dallas, but I didn't want to drive all the way to the other side of town, so I just did some Amy's frozen Indian food, but I have to say it was really like, tasty. It's not bad, though. Yeah, I had a friend of mine make that one time, and I've heard that you guys in Dallas actually have some pretty good Indian food. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of great restaurants here in Dallas. It's kind of like the... Uh, Aberdeen Proving Grounds, if you will, uh, for the restaurant business. It used to be Columbus, Ohio, and it, and in the last pack, a couple of decades, has changed to Dallas, Texas. I think a lot of restaurateurs uh, or entrepreneurs would agree with that. But I'm looking at the clock. We're going to go to the, uh, our first break. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. More coming up with Corit, uh, Dr. Corit Chaudhary. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Parakeet. <laughs> hey, everyone. I have to share a story about how amazing TerraFlora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take TerraFlora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic.
antibiotics. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says Terraflora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about Terraflora Advanced Care and all the Terraflora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself, and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Everyone, we are back. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Dr. Colreed Shottery. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. If you're just now joining us, Dr. Colreet Chaudhary is a neurologist, a neuroscientist, and an internationally recognized expert in the ancient practice of Ayurvedic medicine. She earned her medical degree at Loma Linda University School of Medicine, completed her internship at the University of California, Los Angeles, that's UCLA, uh, and neurology residency at the University of California, San Diego. Uh, Dr. Chaudhary is the author of The Prime as well as Sound Medicine and was a regular medical contributor for the Dr. Oz Show. Through her integrative approach, Dr. Shottery teaches her patients about the connection between mind, body, and spirit, which impacts every aspect of health, both physically and mentally. You can find her at her website, drcolreetshottery.com or on Twitter at Dr. Shottery. Okay, so Dr. Shottery, in the the first part of the show, we talked about how the mood is linked to gut health. Um, So what is modern medicine confirming about the link between the two? So what we're starting to realize is that the composition of your gut microbiome, and that's all of the organisms that live in your gut, they make a huge contribution to the way you think and the way that you feel. And most people don't realize that about 90% of all DNA in your body is actually from these microorganisms. So you're more bacteria than you are human in terms of your DNA. So they're a huge part of us. And so we're just now starting to sort out, you know, what that impact might have. You know, how do we change the microbiome to support a healthy mood? But the beautiful thing is that we don't have to wait another 500 or 600 years for science to kind of you know, figure out all of the details. This is knowledge that has been well understood by the ancient medical sciences, such as Ayurveda. So we have resources to fast forward how to implement this new research into our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of people out there suffering from anxiety and depression as a yeah. result of a lot of things, but especially all the distress in the last three years that's been taking place all over the world. So can gut health and mental health be addressed separately successfully, Dr. Shottery? No, they really can't. You'll get partial relief. And I don't want to downplay the impact of that partial relief. You know, even feeling 50% better is still a step in the right direction. But what I find from my patients, for example, who will come in with a mood disorder and they've just been focusing on the brain, you know, on mood, is that they get to a point where they feel like they're treading water just to get through the day, that they can make it, but it's taking a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. And when you bring in the gut solution, then all of a sudden you're just kind of floating downstream. And that's what we want people to experience that floating downstream. And, you know, Burnett, you made a really, really good point. 
people oftentimes think that the way that they feel has to do with what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard to believe, especially with the crazy few years we've had, Mm -hmm. but the world does not, the outside world does not impact your mood as much as your internal world, especially that world that lives inside of your gut. And for people who know this, they had a very different experience over the past three years. It's not that they didn't have any impact, but it was something that they were able to moderate and Mm -hmm. regulate internally. And when you have that internal regulation, the outside world can really only echo what you're already doing internally. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, so to switch the inner dialogue, if you will, so in other words, right, um, about how you feel about things, looking at them maybe in a different different way. So what are some of the ways that we can positively improve mood this particular winter season that we're in the midst of right now? So let's, let's, go from both sides. Let's go from the brain side. And then let's also go from the gut side, because like I said, it's important to do both. So we were talking about switching that inner dialogue. You know, what I love about being a neurologist and a neuroscientist is I love brain physiology. And then I love kind of linking that up to why some of the ancient recommendations were so powerful. So there's a time right when you wake up and right before you go to sleep where your brain waves change. And you become really, really suggestive to your own thoughts. And so right when you wake up, I really recommend, like, think of five things that you're grateful for, five things that you just want to say thank you for. And do the same thing right before you go to sleep, because your brain is really susceptible to those thoughts at that particular time in the morning and right before you go to sleep at night. And so that's just a way of controlling your neurochemistry and neurobiology consciously rather than just, you know, picking up your phone, seeing whatever awful news is being presented, or, you know, if you get like a negative text, like don't let the world dictate how you feel, Mm -hmm. let yourself dictate how you feel. Mm -hmm. So that's something I recommend that everybody try. And the other, you know, really powerful thing from a mind standpoint is just, it's meditating. I don't know how people survive without meditation. I've been meditating since I was nine years old. And I always, you know, joke that if I only had time to choose between meditation or taking a bath, I would choose meditation because I'd rather clean my brain than my body because yeah. my <laughs> thoughts are going to dictate, you know, how the rest of my day goes. Yeah. And so just doing a 20-minute daily meditation is absolutely critical. So mm-hmm. that's from the mind side. And then if we look at what are solutions from the gut side, there's also some simple things that you can do in addition to what we were talking about you know, eating for your body type, there's certain herbs. One is my all-time favorite. I always say if I was stranded on a desert island and I could take one supplement with me, it would be this one, and that's Trifla. That's Mm -hmm. spelled T-R-I-P-H-A-L-A, and it's made of three berries, and it helps to reset the gut microbiome very, very gently and actually heal even the nervous system that's located in the gut called the enteric nervous system. Mm-hmm. And I've got one other tip for you, Bernadette, if you want it. No, absolutely. No, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my notes here. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot that we can do to improve our gut health and our mood and our, just our overall well-being through simple things like you said, like this tripla, at which you brought it up the last time you were on the show back in June, and I remember I purchased some right away. I, I think I took it for a few weeks, and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> 
which is so typical of me. I get spread in so many directions, you know, having to cover so much content. But but I do sure. remember, I do remember it. Uh, it did have an impact for sure. I do remember that. So, but what else were you it going to tell us about? It's one of those herbs. It's just one of those. I mean, this is why I always bring it up because it's one of those herbs that because it addresses the gut brain connection, it shifts mm-hmm. so many things and. Even if you're able to do it like three times a week, if you can't remember to do it every night, you know, doing it three times a week, it has a huge impact. Mm-hmm. This is another recommendation, and I can't remember if we brought it up last time, but it's my prime tea. It's just made out of cumin seeds, coriander seeds, and fennel seeds. You just do half a teaspoon of each, boil it in four to five cups of water for about five to ten minutes, remove the seeds, put it in a thermos. And just take small sips all throughout the day. And it's something that I have sitting on my desk right now. I take small sips all throughout the day because it helps to, again, reset the gut microbiome. Mm. Now, if anybody is familiar with Asian cooking or Latin American cooking, um, these are oftentimes ingredients in those foods. And it's because these are ingredients that actually support gut health. So Mm -hmm. if you can't cook with it every day, this is a simple way to still get the benefits of those healing foods. I love fennel. Uh, I love fennel. When I used to eat sausage, it's one of my favorite uh, spices uh, or seeds. Uh, but so do you do you make it yourself? Do you just get like, do you go to like Whole Foods or uh, for lack of a, something else to think of here, another place you could go and get uh, bulk of these seeds and just mix it up in a jar? Absolutely. Is that how you do it? Yeah. So I've got these seeds. I keep them separate because I cook with them too. Okay. But if you don't cook with them and you just want, you know, the seeds, um, I get mine bulk from Amazon, um, okay. and I just put them in a few mason jars. They're sitting on my kitchen counter, mm-hmm. and every morning, um, you know, since I've been doing this for a while, I do a full teaspoon, but if you're starting, start with half a teaspoon, but I do a full teaspoon, you know, throw it in some water, boil it, and then put it in my thermos. I do this Monday through Friday, and mm-hmm. when I'm traveling or if there's some situation where I can't make it as regular, I feel the difference. Mm-hmm. The reason I don't do it on the weekends is I really do believe that if you take a break from some of your habits that you do during the week, you more readily come back to them, you know, come Monday mm-hmm. if you don't do it over the weekend. So I take a break over the weekend and then come Monday, I'm right back on. Wow. Yeah, I go off my, a lot of times I think everybody out there listening can relate. Monday through Friday, you can kind of stay on schedule because typically you get yeah. up, you at a certain time, you go to work at a certain time, you get off at a certain time, you know, all these schedules, these regular parts of our schedule that we're on. But, but yeah, and on the weekends, you kind of, you know, tend to go a little sideways, if you will. But uh, no, this is great. And then also the herbs that help that you, uh, that I saw there that you talked about in this other podcast, podcast were ashwagandha. And Brahmi. I'd never heard of Brahmi. Um, I did some research on it before the show, and I was astounded at some of the health benefits yeah, of both. It's an amazing herb. Ashwagandha, Brahmi, and Trifle, those are like my core herbs that I recommend to almost all of my patients. They're ones that I'm on. They're My family's on them. And it's because they're just such an antidote for modern life. Even mm-hmm. though these herbs have been around for thousands of years, I can't really think of a time where you know human beings have needed them more. And ashwagandha is an adaptogen. And so that is an herbal supplement that actually protects your body and mind against stress. Um, and so, it's a, you know, it kind of, I, I love ashwagandha because it, it chills you out, but it also increases focus. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're like, oh, you know, don't worry, be happy. And you're unproductive. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. You know, it, it just kind of pulls that stress response back enough to where you can become really, really efficient. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's why ashwagandha is, it's really just a staple for, you know, just as you were saying, you're pulled in so many different directions. We're all pulled in so many different directions. It's too many directions. And so this helps us to kind of manage the life that we've all created. Mm-hmm. And Brahmi, oh my gosh, let me tell you, as a neurologist, when I first found out about Brahmi, like my, my whole brain like just lit up. I was so excited about this herb because it's, it's an herb that supports overall brain function. So in Ayurveda and as a neurologist, I use this for many different types of neurological conditions, but mm-hmm. you do not have to have a neurological condition to benefit from this. You know, it helps to support co- overall cognition, memory, mood. It's just one of these herbs that makes your brain work better. And yeah. so it's something I put my son on um, since he was a school age and, you know, just it boosted his creativity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm reading here, you know, I, I, like I said, I was astounded by what I found. Treatment of insomnia helps uh, with sleep. Mm-hmm. It reduces blood pressure. It may help lessen ADHD symptoms. Uh, I mean, it, it has an anti-inflammatory benefit. So much to know. Is And I normally don't ask this unless I'm curious and I just want, and I, I know there's people out there listening. What brand do you use? Where do you get yours from? (laughs) (laughs) You're setting me up because I make my own brand. Oh, you do? Do you sell it? I do. So it's on Healthy Directions, on the Healthy Directions website. Okay. I have my own Ayurvedic brand on um, the Healthy Directions website called Pragna Ayurveda. And Pragna means transcendental wisdom. Okay. And so I love this brand in particular because we combined certain aspects of the science that we've learned from the West in terms of, you know, what you can do when you get extract at a certain dose, in addition to the whole herb, which is how it was traditionally used. So we kind of created an East meets West brand. So you get the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. And because I feel that, you know, mantra meditation is so important, each bottle actually has a mantra on the bottle. Because traditionally, even if you place the words of a mantra on a bottle, it helped to infuse that energy into the herb. So each bottle has the mantra, Om Namo Narayani, which is the mantra that I teach. And it's a mantra for health. So we've combined kind of some of the, you know, ancient sciences with modern science to create this brand. So that, mm. that's the brand that I recommend. And I'll tell you something. I have been on Ayurvedic herbs for so long. And when we first created this brand and I was trying the, you know, trying the samples out that the Healthy Direction sent me, um, I was so surprised because I was able to use less of it than I would normally use. And I couldn't figure it out because I was like, you know, I know we combined like the extract and, and the powder, but I've done this for over 20 years. Why is this so, you know, why has this been more powerful? I really do believe that it's because we put the mantra on there, which mm-hmm. is what they recommended in the past. Oh, yeah. No, I completely believe in that. Uh, absolutely. Words have power. They do. You know, the only thing negative that I can say about ashwagandha in particular um, is that uh, a friend of mine who is a student at RPI, which is a Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, he said that uh, it can dull your emotions if you're on it for a very long time or, you know, an extended a, a period of time. Other than that, as far as ashwagandha, I mean, there's some incredible, uh, it's a non-toxic herb that uh, it, it's, it's gained a lot of attention because of its power, right? And yeah, no, uh, I would actually disagree about the oh, emotional really? part. I, okay. Yeah, no, I've worked with thousands and thousands of patients, and I'll tell you what may be happening with him, and you can give this feedback back to him, is that what happens is when your body actually gets relaxed enough, when it gets the signal, and that's why I love doing this combination of ashwagandha and Brahmi together, 
when your brain starts to get the signal that you are no longer in danger, you can actually begin to process old traumas. And so the emotions start wanting to come up. And so I see this in my patients that they spontaneously start having that. But if you don't have like a technique, like a meditation technique, or if you're not working with um, like a therapist um, in something like with EMDR or lifespan integration, these are specific techniques for trauma release. And I really recommend adding Mm. meditation, even if you're doing any work. If you're not doing that, your, your subconscious mind will actually prevent the emotions from coming up. So these herbs help you to tap into that. But if your subconscious mind doesn't feel like you have the tools to really release them, then they can get blocked. But that's why I would add in the meditation mm. and you'll, you'll see that it's actually going to come up all the way. I'm glad I brought it up. <laughs> I really am. Love having you on the air with us, but we have to go to break uh, real quick. We'll be right back with uh, Dr. Colreet Chaudhary, uh, and you can find her at drcolreetchaudhary.com or on Twitter at Dr. Chaudhary. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. We all strive for a life full of bliss and happiness. Well, what if I told you it's possible? Learn how to live in bliss at the pure bliss of Tantra, free talk, and guided meditation led by Kadampa Meditation Center of Texas resident teacher, Gen Kelsang Menla. Saturday, February 11th from 2 to 3.30 p.m. at the Dallas Museum of Art, followed by an open house at the beautiful Kadampa Meditation Center just a few blocks away. Visit meditationintexas.org and begin your journey into bliss. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Dr. Cole Reed Chaudhary. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Our topic is how to change your mood. So, Dr. Caldwell, how do you uh, how do you switch your inner dialogue from negative to positive other than starting your day with the five things that you're thankful for and at night before you go to bed? Is there any other things? Uh, I know you, we talked about herbs. We talked about meditation. Is there anything else in particular that you do that really, you know, ice uh, cream <laughs> or cereal <laughs> in the morning <laughs> with your husband? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> Bernadette, you're bringing up a great point in listing off kind of all of the things. It's, it's really, really understanding that your inner dialogue is it, it, it has a complex source, right? So it has, it comes from all of the experiences that we had in childhood. And it's usually the first seven years that really create the formative part 
of our inner dialogue. And so much of what we are thinking chronically, which unfortunately, you know, based on studies, most of what we think um, when we're just going through the day and our mind is just rattling off, most of it is negative. And I think that's just really unfortunate. Uh-huh. And so much of what we think is from those early years. And so it's extraordinarily important to, you know, spend some time to figure out, okay, what did I learn in those early years? And that's where I say, you know, therapies like EMDR or lifespan integration, um, which are absolutely phenomenal for helping you just to become aware of what is the inner dialogue. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, when we add, you know, the supplements that we talked about, Trifla for helping to balance the gut, ashwagandha and Brahmi for helping to balance the mind, what it allows you to do is to go into that inner dialogue protected. You know, you're, you're not getting flooded. Your mind isn't getting overwhelmed. Your, your gut isn't kind of shutting down from having to do all of the process. So it's really arming yourself with the correct tools so that as you go in to say, hey, where did this content even come from? And, you know, I loved the other day, my son had this episode where something happened and it really triggered something from when he was little. And he mm-hmm. came up to me and he goes, mom. You know, I'm 14 and I know that's not true, but why doesn't the little part of me know that that's not true? And I just thought like, wow, you know, he really kind of summarized how that dialogue, because it's created when we're so young, Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't know that we're older. It doesn't know that that's no longer true. And so understanding that dialogue is is key, but what are the tools that you need to sit in that old pain, you know, sit in those in those old conversations mm-hmm. that shaped who we are. And so it's, it's really like getting your gut ready to have access to those inner dialogues. And that's why I recommend, you know, the Trifla and, and doing the tea recipe that I gave, like get prepared, get your gut prepared, get your mind prepared, you know, start meditating, start doing those, you know, appreciations of your life in the morning and the evening, get everything prepared So that when you're ready, when your gut and your brain is ready, you can dive into that inner dialogue. Mm -hmm. And Bernadette, you know what the beautiful thing is about doing that? What? (laughs) I think I know, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) The beautiful thing is, you know, if you've ever sat with a little kid when they've had something really awful happen, Uh if if they are just given the space to tell you what happened, Mm -hmm. it diffuses all of the anxiety, all of the discomfort, all of the depression Mm -hmm. that they might feel because they got hurt. And the same thing happens to us as adults when we're able to go back and hear what we had to express at that age that never got heard. Mm. When we are able to hear it, it's the same thing. It diffuses all of the distress. And what I love about this process is, you know, because of the mind-body connection, when that happens, the physical signal that was being commuted, communicated from the brain via the vagus nerve to the affected organs, that conversation also diffuses and the body just begins to heal. Mm-hmm. So, so much of what I do is just to prepare people, prepare their gut, prepare their brain so they can finally have these dialogues because without that preparation, it can, be, it can just be too much. It can be overwhelming. But mm-hmm. once the gut and brain is strong enough, you actually have like the biological courage because there's a, there's a biology to courage. You have the courage to go in, have that conversation, 
diffuse the pain, and then the body begins to release the associated disease from having carried that dialogue for decades and decades mm-hmm. and decades. Yeah, I was reading last night uh, before I went to bed, I was reading Eckhart Tolle um, and about body mm-hmm. trauma. And that's kind of what we're talking about here a little bit, right? It is. Yeah. It uh, is. And, you know, we, he said something in his book, I think it was A New Earth. Um, he used a label called the pain body. And yeah. I was so excited when he used that term because we talk about this in Ayurveda. We use the term ama, A-M-A, and ama is anything undigested. And there's physical ama and there's emotional ama. And when I, you know, I've always struggled to explain, like, how do you explain what this means to people? Mm-hmm. And when he used the term pain body, I was like, oh, that yeah. was perfect. He, he completely captured what it means. And here's what's interesting, Bernadette. Until you begin to first dissolve some of the physical pain body, it's really hard to get to the emotions. And that's why I mm-hmm. say, you know, get the, get the gut healthy, get the brain supported, because once they are healthy, once the physical body starts processing some of this pain, then the emotional and mental body can start to process theirs. It's a sequential event. Mm-hmm. And when you have that, when you have those channels in the body open, especially the channels in the gut open, and you have like this connection now between the brain and gut, and they're communicating successfully and in a positive way, then you can open those deeper channels. And you begin to dissolve the pain body. And that's honestly, that's the work I do with my patients. If I had to summarize in one sentence, what do I do? I help people dissolve their pain body. That's Mm. really what I do for a living. And And it's the best job on the planet. Wow. And that's crazy. I didn't even know that that would come up today. I just happen. It'll happen to me. It's so serendipitous. Uh, Sometimes that just happens to me. A book will like, you know, pop out or fall on my lap literally sometimes when I'm at my desk, like sorting through things. And I'll grab it and I'll say, oh, you know, I'll read that tonight. And that just happened to be what I was reading about last night and the, the pain body trauma and how it even affects our relationships and who we choose and who, and who we're attracted to because of it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was all very interesting, but, uh, you know, I'm looking at the clock and I know that, uh, Jerry wants me to go to break and Jerry, I can feel what your, your brain working right now. There's a lot of what she just (laughs) said that I know that you're, you're thinking about your own childhood, aren't you? Am I, or am I just imagining? Uh, I am. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And about I'm ice cream. Like, and about ice cream. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what's amazing, though, Burnett? The way that you tune into Jerry, like, you know, you can just tell you guys really care about each other because she's Aww. like so wants to like do everything to help you, Jerry. It's like so clear. Yeah. <laughs> so no. there, there, a lot of stuff went down when I was a kid. So I get yeah. an it, ample number of opportunities to reflect on it. Yes. And he has yeah. talked about it um, very openly on the air, which is nice for all of our listeners because we all have issues from our childhood. When we get back, I want to ask you how you got turned on to meditation at nine years old. But I'll save it until after the break. Dr. Kareet, Kareet, Chartery, everyone stay tuned. Uh, how to Change Your Mood. We'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The courage to face COVID-19, preventing hospitalization and death while battling the biopharmaceutical complex by true crime writer John Leake 
and prominent research cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and The Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager, Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Dr. Coleridge Chartery. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Dr. Coleridge Chartery is a medical doctor. She is a neurologist, neuroscientist, and an internationally recognized expert in the ancient practice of Ayurvedic, uh, Ayurveda medicine. Uh, so we're talking about how to change your mood. Right before the break, I was going to ask you about when you were nine years old, you said that's when you were first exposed to meditation. How did you get introduced to it? Or you began the practice of meditation? Well, I was really fortunate that my mom actually had my sister and I learn. And, you know, Jerry, to the point earlier, we've all had, you know, childhood traumas. That's just the time in history right now is the consciousness isn't very high and our parents, they do the best that they can, but they're also dealing with their traumas. And so it's just getting passed on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And so my mom had just moved from India with my sister and I and my dad. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom suddenly had to deal with all of the stress of being away from her family, being away from her support network in a completely new country, raising these two girls with an alcoholic husband. And so she developed a thyroid condition from, of course, stress. Mm -hmm. And when she went to her endocrinologist, and he wasn't an integrative endocrinologist, and this was way back when, you know, nobody was really talking about meditation. But, you know, destiny has a way of playing out. He actually recommended transcendental meditation for her because he recognized that stress was playing a really large role in her thyroid condition. So she began meditating, and within six months, she was off of all of her medications, her thyroid normalized. And I think my mom really had that vision that she was not going to be able to protect us from the influences of living and being raised in an alcoholic household, but she could give us this technique that would help us to find a way out from all that pain. And so I began meditating at nine, my, my sister began at seven, and it was just immediate, you know, what she gave me, which was the most priceless gift in the world, mm-hmm. is she gave me a way to unlock that place of peace within me. And I have been meditating since I was nine, so I'm coming up on 40 years of meditation um, this year, and it changed my life. It, it's not that I didn't have any imprint of my childhood and all of the pain that went into being raised in that environment and watching my dad really deteriorate into the cycle of addiction. It's not that there wasn't an imprint, but I was able to consciously reshape the way that imprinted my life so that it opened me up to being able to help other people and connect to other people who had also gone through childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. So it's like it took that and it turned it into something beautiful, for me to offer to the world. So meditation for me is just, I I couldn't fathom my life without it. It's, It's been 
the most important seed that was planted in my childhood. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you use the word beautiful because I was going to say what a beautiful story and I appreciate you sharing it. Um, you know, it's important that we have a, d- a deep understanding, I think, of how, how we got where we are and looking back and, and you know, forgiving parents, right, for mistakes that they've made. I think that's a huge part or a big piece of the puzzle is in healing yourself as an adult. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. But, you know, people jump to forgiveness a little too fast. And what I mean by that is forgiveness is the natural outcome of Mm -hmm. your own healing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I first started this, because I considered myself such a spiritual person, when I started my um, journey into my own emotional healing, I tried so hard to forgive. I wanted to jump to that first. And it really took me a long time to realize, like, hold on, forgiveness is just the natural byproduct of my own healing. And so as I was meeting with people, you know, meeting with patients who were having um, these physical responses to also lifelong trauma, that is how I started to put this program together of Mm -hmm. connecting the connection between, you know, the gut and brain and healing that internal cycle first, that internal functional unit and getting my own gut and my own brain and my patient's gut and brain strong enough so that they could go back and revisit what that pain was, what it left us with. And then as I began to heal that, forgiveness was just a natural outcome. It was not even an attempt. It's just once you heal that pain, then Mm -hmm. you can see your parents and other people as suffering human beings. And then the seeds of compassion begin to bloom. Once those seeds of compassion begin to bloom, forgiveness is just the fragrance of that flower. Yeah, so well articulated. You know, so we only have a couple more minutes. So everyone out there listening, I know, is thinking, so how do, if, if, if they don't already have a meditation practice, how to, how do you, what's the best way to start a meditation practice, Dr. Shadari? And can you give us an example of a mantra? Absolutely. Meditation is the most natural thing. And people usually think that they have to get to that quiet place immediately. And it doesn't happen like that. You're going to have lots of thoughts. That's a successful meditation. All you need is a quiet place and a quiet time in the day, every day, that you come and just chant this mantra internally. I'm going to give you my the most powerful mantra I know, which is Om Namo Narayani. So when I chant that, I chant it inside as Om Namo Narayani. And that is the ancient Sanskrit mantra that actually calls upon the Divine Mother. And I think that is an energy that so many of us have missed, and it's an energy that's more needed right now on the planet, is that divine, feminine, nurturing energy that just holds you in her lap, in compassion, and allows you to really feel that deep compassion for yourself and then others that allows for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So that is the mantra that I recommend. Again, all it takes is a quiet place. And sitting for, you know, 20 minutes if you can. If not, start with five. And just repeat that mantra. Om Namo Narayani. Repeat that silently in your mind. If you need to, first say it out loud until it becomes natural and gets quieter. You have an amazing voice. It resonates when you, I can tell you've done that a few times. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I've it's like, 
<laughs> yeah. No, I can tell. Uh, it's beautiful. Well, you know, um, I know that we're going to get the two-minute warning here. Um, so let me ask you this before we go today. Where can we go, first of all, to learn more about these tips that you shared today, all of them? Is it at your website, drcolreachchartery.com, uh, or is there another place that we can go? There's another space on Healthy Directions where I have even like my meditation recommendations and all of that. And that's just Dr. K. Chaudhary. So it's, um, you know, the, it's almost the same thing, but just with the K and then the full last name. And it's just D-R-K-C-H-A-U-D-H-A-R-Y.com. And um, on that um, site, I actually have tons of articles that I've written, and I have a meditation page that tells you how to meditate. And I'm actually creating a series of free videos as well. Oh, wow. That's so nice. What a gift you are to the universe. Seriously, I mean that with all my heart. Um, seriously. Not just blowing up your skirt. I mean it. <laughs> I don't know where I learned that from. I don't know. Probably some guy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So great to have you on the air. And I know that uh, Jerry feels the same way. We're going to wrap this up, though. Thank you so much again, Dr. Colreet Chartery, everyone. Check her out at uh, the website. Uh, what's the website again? One more time, Dr. Chartery. Dr.chartery.com. Okay. All right. Okay, everyone, you get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. I know what I'm going to do today. I'm going to meditate. I hope you'll do the same. Have a, have a wonderful day. Ice cream. <laughs> Thanks.